know that there's power in knowing who you are in Christ, knowing that you're you're chosen, you're not forsaken, that you're the head, not the tail, that you're an overcomer and not an undergoer, that you're the child of God, that you're the healed of God, you're the chosen of God. Amen. It's it's there's just power in that, knowing that all that He has set out for you is He's He set it out for you. Well, praise God. Please be seated. All right. Welcome to Disciples House. All right. So upcoming events. Hey, we're having lunch today. Yay. So please stay after service for the soup and chili. Um, if if you didn't bring any, that's okay. Stay anyways. There's plenty there. Trust me. Um, all right. And then uh, we're going to have prayer for the nation uh, on March 4th. That's at 8 a.m., First Saturday of the month where we're going to pray for the nation. Please come and help us uh, lift up our nation to the Lord and uh, seek for uh, mercy and grace and leading of the Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Uh, Youth camp deposits are due March 10th. Wow, it's coming up already. Years flying by. All right. And then uh, remember on March 12th, the clocks go forward, spring forward, fall back. Yep. I wish they'd just split that in the middle and just do away with it. <laughs> okay. Oh, that. Yeah. Yeah. They're. 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 They. Yeah. It's been going around in Congress that they're trying to do away with that. So that'll work. All right. So and then uh, March 21st through the 23rd, there's going to be Contending Faith Bible Conference in Gatlinburg, Tennessee. If you, if you uh, want to come to that or if you need information on that, just let Robbie know or me know and we'll get you the information you need. And then, of course, June 26th through the 30th is Generation Life Youth Camp. Praise God. All right. And so uh, thank you for the altar flowers. They are awesome. They look beautiful. Uh, I like them. All right. Uh, Okay, so our our meditation for this week is uh, 1 Corinthians uh, 1, verses 30 and 31 out of the Darby. It says, But of him are ye in Christ Jesus, who has been made unto us wisdom from God, and righteousness, and holiness, and redemption, that according as it is written, he that boasts, let him boast in the Lord. Amen. All right. Yes. All right, so our confession... I am in Christ. I am in Christ. Therefore, he is my wisdom. Therefore, he is my wisdom. My righteousness. My righteousness. My holiness. My holiness. My redemption. I don't boast in myself. I boast in the Lord. Praise God. All right. So our healing scripture for this week is Mark 9.23 out of the Easy English Version. It says, Jesus said to the Father, You should not say... If you can do anything, everything is possible for those people who believe. All right. So, our confession, uh, all things are possible because I believe in my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Praise God. All right. And just a reminder, that all the books and CDs and stuff out there are for people to take home or to give to friends or that they think would benefit from them or, or family members or whoever. Uh, but if there's a 
we're going to be ordering books this week, so if there's a particular book that, that you want and, and we're out of, just uh, let Robbie know so she can make sure she gets it. And if there's one, and, and it may be a book that we don't know about, so, but, uh, but that's okay. Just let us know and we'll, and we'll make sure we get it. All right. Yeah, if we can. All right. So I think that's it for that, for the announcements. So let's pray for the service. Lord, we thank you for this day and we thank you for being here with us. We know that you're gathered, that whenever we're gathered here, you are here in our midst, Lord, because your word says so. We know that that you are with us and you are for us and you are here to teach us and to help us and that you will give us the words that need to be spoken, the words that are just right for those that are here in this place and those that are listening online. Lord, we just love you and we want to draw closer to you and we want to become more like you. We want, we want our people to be able to look at us and see you through us. And we know that you will lead us and you will guide us and that you will, that you will be a light into our path and that you, you will always lead us. We just thank you. You are the Most High, the Lord of heaven and earth. Satan, we bind you in the name of Jesus. You cannot operate here. You cannot come to steal, kill, and destroy. And you will not take this word, for it falls on good ground. It will grow in our lives. It will bear fruit in our lives and in the lives of those we come into contact with. Oh, Lord, we just love you and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Oh, Derek wants Good morning, disciples. House, let's stand up and do our confession together. I am the image of God. I am spirit and flesh. I am very good. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I am crucified. I am a new creation and a new creature. I am dead to the flesh, but I live in Christ. I am dead to sin, quickened to life, Saved by grace. I am buried with Christ by baptism. I am raised from the dead with him. I walk in the newness of life. I am forgiven and redeemed. I am an ambassador of Christ. I am the righteousness of God. I am the workmanship of God's hands. I am created and ordained to do good works. I am justified by faith, I am chosen, and I abide in Christ. I am holy and without blame. I am predestined for adoption. I am more than a conqueror. I am an overcomer, and I am greater. I live, move, and have my being in Christ. I reign as king in this life. I can do all things in Christ, yeah, in and through Christ. I am near to God by the blood of Jesus. I am raised and seated with Christ in heavenly places. Jesus, I am here to meet with you. Oh, what a wonderful, wonderful promises we have. And we have these that God says, what does God tell us to do? What's our price to do, our job to do in all this? We're to believe him. That's it. One, two, three, four.
Lord, be your name. We honor you. Glory. 
But I'm trying to get you to understand, do you believe that he's truly more than enough? Do you truly believe that he can pay your bills? Do you truly believe that he can meet your supply? Do you truly believe that he's healed your body, even if your body's talking back to you? Listen, if you won the lottery today, how would you behave? Come on, think about it. If you won the lottery today, how would you behave? Well, I stand, I'm just going to stand here and just say, well, thank you for the piece of paper that says I'm a millionaire. <laughs> well, thank you. That's nice. Is that it? Are you going to put a little dance in your feet? Are you going to put a little shout in your voice? Are you going to raise your hands and give glory and honor? Well, how much more should you do it for the Heavenly Father? Yeah. Amen. Yes. Because you did win the lottery. Yes. The lottery is called Jesus. It is not a lottery at all. It's not a chance thing at all. All you have to do is Which say, yes, Jesus. Believe, confess. Yes. Believe in your heart and confess. So instead yes, of, instead a of a billion to one to chance, you've got a one to one chance. That's right. There's a reverent tone to this worship. I understand that. But come on, you don't, don't sing it like you're dry and dead. Sing it like you believe it. Sing it from the tips of your toes. Come on, let's try it again. I won't mess you up this time. <laughs> sure you are. <laughs> Come on, Chuck.
are bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger than this old nasty earth. Glory, glory. Happy day, happy day, happy day. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. This next one will put a pep in your step.
Never again. Oh, Lord, you, oh, Lord, never again. You know, man, if you just get me through this, it'll look different. How much you know in that moment you're dreaming? I imagine for the drug addict, it's the same thing. There's their hearts, and they can't sleep, they're fidgeting, and things are calling on them, and oh, my God. <laughs> Once I come off this thing, things will be different. How much you know they're dreaming? When you're just stuck, when you're just stuck thinking that nobody loves you, nobody cares about you, and you find out that, man, there's a mass of people that love you. In fact, there's one person that loves you so much that he went and died a brutal death for your death. How much you, because he loves you that much, how much, you know, in that moment, you're going, you, you know, you're thinking a little different. But when you're feeling like you're not loved, you're dreaming about what it's like, what it'll be like when you, if somebody would love you that way. Amen. And it says, so when you're dreaming that way, then was our mouth filled with laughter. And our tongue with singing. So, so is laughter and singing and rejoicing of God? Absolutely it's of God. Absolutely it's of God. And sometimes you've got to start it off in the natural. Sometimes you've got to start it off in the natural. Why? I've got to come over this way because if I get too close over there, I'm going to get caught up in the anointing real hard. Because uh, <clears throat> if... You might want to go back over there. <laughs> but I was just thinking, where'd that anointing go after all? Let's get back over here where the anointing is. Hey, ah, there it is. Praise the Lord. Am I being goofy? No, but when you get close to the anointing, you can feel it. You can feel it. You can sense it. That's why we're during the con that's why during the renovation we liked it so y'all liked it so much because we were unplugged. And you were in tight little seats. You had no, there was no back row. You people on the back row, one day I'm going to come in and I'm going to just say, no, I'm sorry. You need, you, my usher's going to ask, I'm sorry, Pastor said you have to sit on the front row today. Uh, you're going to come in, there's going to be like, you know, X number of chairs. Well, I don't think I have a chair. Well, no, you do. It's just sitting right next to Kathy. It's sitting on the front row with Zach. It's right there. Why? Because when you get close to the anointing, something changes. Something changes when you get close to that anointing. Something changes. What is the anointing? It's the power of God. When you get close to that anointing, it's the power of God. See, when you sit back here, I got to come back here to get y'all close to the anointing. See, I got to get you close. James is going, no, no, don't come over here. Don't come over here. I'm going to fall on the ground. Don't you come over here. Yeah, I know that feeling, too, because there's times when I'm in the service, I'm going, oh, please just stay over there. I'm about to fall out as it is. <laughs> no, the anointing is what breaks the yoke. The anointing is what breaks the issues. The anointing is what puts you over. The anointing is what brings a change to your life. It's the anointing that does it. And when you get into that anointing and when you get into that flow, when you get that freedom of the anointing, then yes, unspeakable joy comes. Amen. Unspeakable peace comes. You come in contact with the purest of love. You come in contact with the love of the Father. You come in contact. The Bible says in the book of James, it said, the Bible says that God is love. Is love. If I ask Kathy, what are you? Now, she's been around long enough. She's going to say, I'm a child of God. But back in the day, once upon a time, she probably said, well, I'm a doctor, I'm a mother, I'm a this, I'm a no. Now she's got enough sense to say, I'm a child of God. But most people, when you say, who are you, they'll tell you what their career is. That's not who you are. Nope. No, who you are is you're a child of the living God. And the Father is love, and if you're his child, then guess what? You are love. Problem is, is we look at our physical fleshy body. Are you listening to me back there in the sound booth? 
I can't see your face, so I want to make sure that you get this. You are love, and you are more spirit than natural, and you've got to get all of us. Listen, the problem is, is we're all too busy looking at the house instead of looking at the person. That's the problem. What do you mean you're too busy looking at the house? This here is the house. You would not go to NASA, go into the room where they keep the astronaut suits, and walk into, those, walk into that room, look at all those dead suits hanging on the, in, on the hangers or however they have them on the wall, and go, wow, that's some good-looking astronauts right there. Oh, that just flew over everybody's head. Let me explain it again. Come on. You're not going to walk into NASA where they've got all the suits that the astronauts wear when they get into space. You're not going to. They're, they're just hanging in the, the lockers or the wall or however they have them propped up. In other words, there's nobody in them. You're not going to walk up to the suit and go, wow, that's a good-looking astronaut. Why? Because it's just a suit. There's nothing in there. There's, it's, it's nothing more than a suit. Well, guess what? This physical body is nothing more than a suit. Those that are makes space it suits, makes these it are so that, Earth suits. Right. These are our <laughs> Earth suits. It's so that we're able to operate and function in this natural plane. But you are not natural. Let me help you. You are not natural. You are supernatural. You are supernatural. You are higher than this natural world. You are higher than this natural world. I've said it many times before, and I'll say it probably many times again. If, as long as Jesus tarries, I'll be saying it. We are the only species on the planet that is referred to as a two-part being from a scientific standpoint. We're human, meaning physical flesh, and being, meaning spirit. You don't have uh, canine spirits or canine beings. You don't have feline beings, bovine beings. What do they call Thank those God. monkeys? Corson. What are monkeys? What's do, primates. primates? We're not a primate being. No, we're a human being. Really, we ought to put it to put it in proper perspective. We ought to say we're a being human because we're spirit before we're flesh. Because we're spirit before we're flesh. When does, when does a baby come alive? The moment of conception. At the moment of conception, God, the moment the two natural things come together. The sperm and I, the egg. I was, I was trying not to go there. But the, the moment that they come together, God says, oh, hey, being, get in there. The moment, the moment that those two natural items come together, God says, oh, there needs to be a third part. Without the third part, those two parts cannot work, cannot function. Well, you don't know that. Yeah, I do. Well, science has proven it. They've actually taken microscopes and filmed that moment. And at that moment, there's a flash of light. There's it's not the, just a single flash of light. It's not just a flash of light, but there's, it's like fireworks going off. It's flash after flash after flash for up to two hours after the, after the moment of conception. But here's the deal. Without it's like, it's the like light, God's having a party. <laughs> without the light, there is no life. Without the light, there is no life. Because it's the light, because God is light. And God said, let there be light, and there's been light ever since. And light 
cast out all darkness. There's no darkness in the presence of God. In fact, the Bible says that in his presence, there's not even a shadow of turning. In other words, no matter which way God turns, no matter what time of day it is, he casts no shadow. He's all light. Well, guess what? You are just, uh, you are also all light. When those two cells come together, what, what transpires? Light. Light. And, and, well, I don't have a microscope of that manner, so that doesn't prove nothing to me. Okay. Let me put it real simple. Have you ever seen a dead person? Is there any light in them? No. 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 In fact, I, I mean, I remember hearing it as a kid. I still hear it. And, I went, and, and unfortunately, I've seen some bodies without their spirits in them. And I'm telling you right now, it, you hear it all the time. It doesn't even look like them. No. No, it doesn't look like them because what made them light, what brought them life was their spirit, not the house. And most people see them in the, in the mortuary or the funeral home after they've been dressed up and makeup put on. And they still, and they still, still look, look like them. Right. So, no, we're beings first. So you've got to change your thinking. Oh, I don't want to change my thinking. I think my thinking's just fine. I don't want to change my thinking. I'm smarter than you are. Okay, well, you're not smarter than God. And if you don't want to change your thinking now, you will change your thinking at some point in the future when you meet the Father, when you leave your physical body and you either go up or down, instantly your thinking is going to change. Whichever way you go, you're going to meet the Father. <laughs> instantly. Instantly. Do you hear me? Instantly. The moment your light, your spirit leaves your body, the moment the real you, the moment your spirit leaves your body, you will, your, your thinking will immediately change. Immediately. I've heard many testimonies of people who have physically died and come back from the death, and they said, come back from death, God allowed them to see into their eternity, and they said, uh, you either go up or you go down. And there's people there to, to escort you. You either go to, there's either beautiful people that are angels, they, sometimes they appear as people, sometimes they appear as angels, but neither way, they come to you and they escort you into the light. Or, some people have said there's very dark people, or these demon-like creatures, these very scary creatures, and they grab you and they pull you, and, they, and, they, and they, they escort you down, 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 down. This is the way they describe it. Every, in every occasion, down, 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 down. And the farther you go down, the darker it gets. The darker it gets. And then there'll be some flicker, and when you get down, 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 far enough, there's there's the there's flickerings of light from the fire, and that flickering allows you to catch the glimpse of a gate, and they know if they go through that gate, they're not coming back. So you can stand there stiff, you can sit there stiff-necked all day long, but I'm telling you, you're going to change your mind at some point. It's better to change your mind on the front side than to change your mind on the back side. So you're either going to be before the judgment seat of Christ or you're going to be before the judgment seat of God. So either way, you're going to meet him. 
But that doesn't come Either way, half. see, see, God's with us throughout our entire life. He's yeah. He's here. He's always with us. He's we're never without Him, whether we're whether we're doing right or we're doing wrong. Right. He's always there, he, and He will be there. He's there through your entire life. He was there before you were born. He was there when you were conceived. He was there before you were conceived. He'll be there after you're gone. He'll be there with you in death. But if you're going to the wrong place, if you're going to hell, it's going to be a very brief meeting. But let me tell you something, Christian. If you are a believer of the, if you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, you've accepted him as your Lord and, Jesus, Lord and Savior into your heart. If you've accepted him, you will never taste death. You will not taste physical death. And you will not taste spiritual death. Well, now, wait a minute. You know, there's people dying every day. What do you mean I won't taste physical death? Because you, the believer, will leave your body before your body expires. It will. God's not going to sit there and go, um, you're my child, but I want you really good and agonized before, right before I take you to heaven. No, God's gonna go. God's gonna say, "Well, you're my child." So right before, right before it gets, right, right, just as soon as you're ready to go, you give me the word, and you're out. You're out. So a lot of people that pass, they come to, they come to great peace before they actually leave their physical body. Why? Because God's not gonna let you suffer and be tormented before you go out. If you're going up, it just doesn't make sense. See, I hate that we use the word "well, they died." Especially referring to a Christian. Because the reality is you don't end at death. By the way, this was not the message. No. <clears throat> uh, but this is not, you know, we, 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 when we, because you think of death as you think is that's the final end. No, it's not but the it's final not. end. It's I, actually just the very beginning. Amen. It's really just the beginning. It's just the beginning. We're here for a season. I told Brianna yesterday, because she's, she's stuck on, I'll just tell on her. It's okay. You're welcome. Because, I, honestly, Brianna, it's going to help people. It's going to help people. See, the biggest lie that the devil tells is you're too young to be used by God. He tells the children and the teenagers this. Then he tells the older people, not even the old people, they're not even middle-aged. Listen, you don't even reach middle age until you're 60. He tells them they're not good enough. And that's a whole other sermon for another day. Well, that 120 was intelligent. But hush. Yes, there's that's a truth too. But it's also true that God said you can have as you, you can stay until you're satisfied. And He also said that. <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> and He also said that He'd number our years to be 120. There were, I think, about five people that after He made that statement that lived beyond 120 years because they were upright with God. I think, I think there was only about five past that point. And every single one of them were upright servants of God. So God tells you you can have up to 120 years. So when you get more, like you get to 45, you know, oh, you know, oh, 30, you're over the hill, you know, 40, you're so, 40, they're throwing you the black birthday party. You know. That's, I thought that was 50, but okay. Is it 60 now? It used to be at 40. Uh, they had one at 40. They had one at 40. 40, 60, somewhere. Oh, you're, you're not even middle-aged and they're only trying to put you in the grave. These are not good friends. These about, are not good friends. You're not friends family. You're still a little punk kid in the kingdom of God and they're like, to the grave with you. Shut up. I'm going to live forever. 
Sure. How about all the ones that tell you at 50 everything just starts falling apart? Right. I, yeah, I'm not right? I'm not receiving that. My, yeah. my doctor tries to pull that on me all the time. We get better. Yeah, yeah my, my doctor tries to pull that on me all the time. He says, you know the way you're, you're feeling that way because you're getting, because how old you're getting to be. I'm like, no, no. <laughs> my doctor tried that and says, no. She says, I don't receive that. And the doctor just laughs at him. And doctor's a good Christian man. He just laughs at him. <laughs> oh, okay, we'll see. So Michael go in with a joint curtain or something. He'll say, well, I told you you're getting old. Michael's like, rawr, rawr, rawr. I don't want to do that. There's a way to fix it. Make it better. And he's like, oh, go see this great physician. Right? No. God said we can have 120 years. He said we can have it. But here's the deal. That's on the earth. Right. When you leave the earth, it doesn't matter if you leave at 5 or 55 or 105. It doesn't matter. When you leave the earth, you're either, you, do, you do not cease to exist. Nope. You are going, you enter into the spirit realm, and you either go into the kingdom of God or the kingdom of Satan. It's your choice. Now, when you go into the kingdom of God, you're going to have jobs to do. When you go into the kingdom of God, you're still going to be praising, you're still going to be worshiping, but you're also going to be ruling. The Bible says that when Jesus comes, now, the Bible says that when Jesus returns to the earth in his millennial reign, that we, the Christians, will return with him, and we will reign with him, which means that we will have areas that we rule over. And areas and regions that we will rule over. And again, I'm not going into that today because it's not what we're talking about today. But you need to understand that your life does not end when your physical body comes to an end. In fact, I'll tell you how crazy this is. That <clears throat> if we're here, and I believe we will be, because everything points to it, and, my, and there's a witness in my spirit, uh, that we will be here when... God calls, the, when Jesus calls the church away. Let me make this very clear. Jesus is not coming back. Jesus is going to appear and call the church away. Then they'll go through the time of the tribulation, seven years, and at the end of the seven years, then Jesus with the church will return. Okay? So, when, we, when they say, oh man, I can't wait for Jesus' return. Are you waiting to go through the tribulation? Because I'm not. I'm going out of here before. When the trumpet blows for the church to go, I'm going. But before the church gets called, go look at it. Let's go look at it. First Corinthians 15. Believe it or not, we're going to talk about the law of love, and you need to understand who you are. You need to understand that you're spirit so that you can truly walk in the law of love. Glory to God. See, one of the things that, that Satan has said is that hell is eternal death. It is. No. It's not death. No, it's, you're right. Ne neither, we're, we're go we are an eternal spirit. We're a three-part being. We've got a body, we've got a mind, and we've got a spirit. The spirit is going to live forever. The question is, where is it going to reside? What's your address going to be when you die? Physically, when your physical body expires, because it does have a time limit, 120 years, when your physical body expires, when it's past its expiration date, you will die physically. But your spirit is going to live on forever. It's just a matter of where it's going to be. Now, which is you? Hell, hell, hell is hell. People have said is eternal death, but it's not. 
because you don't die. It's it, not physical it, it's, it's, death. It's, it's, it's eternal it's eternal separation from God. It's eternal separation from light. It's eternal separation from love. Because those are all things that God is. He's light. He's the truth. He's love. Oh. You're going to be separated from those for eternity if you go to hell. I don't know about you. I don't want to spend one day without love on my physical life. I don't want to okay. spend one day without light in my physical life. I don't want to spend one day without truth in my physical life. Why would I want to do that for eternity? See, what I'm trying to get across to you is I'm trying to get you to think spiritually. So I'm trying to get across to you is we've got to think from the standpoint of who we truly are. Who we truly are. We say, well, this natural world. And then we say, well, we have a tendency to say the spirit realm. Or another way to say it is supernatural. Supernatural. And I got to thinking about this last night. Actually, I had... I, I went to type the word natural and, and supernatural, and when I did, the Holy Spirit spoke down into my heart, and he said, don't you know what supernatural is? Now, I've learned this. When the Lord tells me, don't you know something, I say, Lord, you know. Because obviously, I don't know it like he knows it. So I learned from Job, Lord, thou knowest. Did you know you can learn a few things from Job? I mean, he moaned and cried for, cried for nine months. But in the end, we learned some things. So I said, Lord, uh, apparently I don't know what supernatural is in comparison the way you talk about it. He said, it's simply a higher flow of the natural. Simply a higher flow of the natural. And I went, um, Tilt, that's a real head scratcher. He said, do you not know your natural, real, true self, meaning my spirit? My spirit. What's the real me? My spirit. My spirit was put in me at the conception of my physical flesh. My spirit was. Then I grew up as a child, innocent and right with God. Then I began to, I, I reached the age of accountability and began to do wrong when I knew to do right. And I began to be separated from God, which is spiritual death. And my spirit, being spiritually dead from God, being spiritually separated from God, which is spiritual death, uh, my spirit died. And in order to revive my spirit, the real me, I had to receive Christ. We have the idea of being born again is when your spirit enters you for the first time. And that's not so. That's not so. You don't instant everything of personality, everything doesn't change just simply because you received Christ. No, what happened is your slate got washed completely clean and you got reconnected to God and you became aware of your spirit of the real you on the inside. You became reacquainted with your spiritual self, your real true self. <clears throat> so our real true self is on the inside. And so when God said supernatural is just a higher flow of your natural self, he wasn't talking about my natural physical fleshy body. He was talking about my spirit on the inside. My spirit on the inside already knows God. Everything that I need from God is already in my spirit. Everything that God created, all of the authority of God is in me at birth. 
All of the power of God is in me at physical birth. Everything that I have in Christ is in me at conception. It's in there. This is why when the church gets called away, the children are going. That's why. That's why. When we go out of here, the children are going. Even the children that, that, that have never heard about God, yep, they're going. Why? Because their spirit's alive unto God. And everything that they need to operate in the spirit is already in them. The, what's preventing them from knowing that is this physical flesh and this physical mindset. So what I'm trying to get over to you is that you have to have a spiritual mindset. If you have a spiritual mindset, this is why we come to church, is to, give ourselves, to help us get a spiritual mindset. Why do we read the Word? To get a spiritual mindset. Why do we study? To get a spiritual mindset. Why do we pray and communicate with God? To get an understanding of the real us. So if we understand the real, true, natural us, which is spirit, then when we step over into the supernatural, it's, a, it's, a, it's simply just a higher flow of the real us. It's a higher flow. Just because, listen, I've been working to get healed and studying on healing for 20-something years, started teaching healing school, and the Lord just kept saying to me, he just kept saying, I've taught it a couple of times in healing school already. He just kept saying over and over again, you're as healed as you are saved. You're as healed as you are saved. You're as healed as you are saved. And I look into God and I go, mm, could you notify my body? He said, that's your job. He said, that's your job. He said, but everything, he said, the healing, now here's the deal. Just because I just got the revelation that I'm as healed as I am saved, doesn't mean that that healing just entered my body that day. No, my, that healing power entered my body when in conception in the womb. I just had to get in contact with it at 51 years old. If we get spirit-minded and, and start looking at things from a spiritual standpoint, we get there a whole lot faster. And I'm telling you that this is important because we're running out of time. I'm telling you, we are running out of time. When we established this ministry in 2019, it kept rolling in my spirit, rolling in my spirit, and rolling in my spirit, and I kept keeping it to myself and kept keeping it to myself. And finally, the Lord said, are you going to declare it or not? Okay, Lord, I'm going to declare it. The Lord told us, he said, you've got 10 years to get ready. Y'all remember that? We had 10 years. He said, you've got 10 years to get ready. And I said, Lord, what are we getting ready for? He said, get ready. Well, the whole ministry is based on, the whole purpose of this church is to get people ready for the return of Christ. So does that mean that he's returning in 2029? I don't think so. But it could. It could. Especially if you look at the signs of the time, it could. But he does want us ready for that. But I saw some. But when he called me in, when he when he called Michael and I into the ministry, I had a vision and I saw the Colosseum full of people. And I stepped up to the platform and I said, and I began preparing to minister. And I said to the Lord, "Who are all these people?" And He said, "These are your spiritual children." Well, I love each and every one of you, but you're not a Colosseum of people. 
We have not arrived at that moment yet. Not yet. And I sat there and I, and I studied the platform and I thought in the moment, because it was as far as my knowledge went, I thought that it was Dad Hagen sitting on the platform. But then I questioned, well, Lord, how can that be? Because um, he don't look much older than he is right now, but I look a lot older. I saw myself many years later. I said, oh, Lord, I look a lot older. <clears throat> and he didn't answer me at that time. Then I saw, <clears throat> which really messed up my theology because I thought that that was Dad Hagen's platform. Then I saw up here in the heavens, in the grandstands of heaven, I saw the grandstands of heaven open up, and I saw Dad Hagen, and he was rushing the fathers of old in to the grandstands. They were like opera seats. And I saw him, he was rushing them in, and there was joy, and there was excitement, and there was, there was like childhood, like I'm going to Disneyland excitement in him as he's ushering them in. And I can't tell you what he said. I'm not allowed. I'm not allowed to tell you what he, what he said. But they were coming with excitement because of the preaching of the word. That's why they were coming, was because they were coming to hear the preaching of the word that was taking place on the earth in that day. And shortly, right, and this, this vision was freaking me out. Only one I've ever had like this. Michael has visions all the time. It irritates me. I'm given to just knowing. I'll just know something. He actually sees it in the spirit. I, I do. I get a little, I get a little envy. I'm like, hello, you said that we can have all of these things flowing. I still want to see angels, though. I haven't seen those. I've sensed them. I've known when they're there. I've sensed their size, but I haven't seen them. Like I said, I just know something. These are gifts in the spirit. Don't let this freak you out. These are spiritual things. But here's the deal. You'll never experience either the knowing or the sensing or the seeing if you don't expect to. You have to believe for it. You have to believe for it. So, so right on the heels of this thing, right before... I freaked myself out because you can, if, if, if God begins to show you a vision and you don't want to see it, you can, you can just say, nope, I'm done. And I was freaked out because that's not what I was talking to the Lord about. I was talking to the Lord about natural children, and here he is giving me a coliseum of spiritual children. Not what we were talking about, Lord. Listen, God is more concerned with the spirit than he is with the natural. He's more concerned with his kingdom than Satan's kingdom or man's kingdom. So right, right before I popped myself out of this vision that the Lord was showing me, I saw the heavens roll back. And I, knew, and I had a knowing on the inside that, that the church being called away comes quickly on the heels of the Colosseum experience that I experienced. Quickly on the heels. And I've talked with many people that have had similar experiences with the Father God, and they all agree. So based on that, I don't think it's I don't think the church is getting called away in 2029. I think it's going to be a little bit past that. I think what we had the 10 years to get ready for is the greatest move of God the earth has ever seen. Because we've got to get in the qualifying position to flow with that. Which means we've got to get our eyes off the natural and our eyes onto the supernatural because this is the direction we're heading to. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 51. Verse 51. 
Well, let's back up. How far? Let's go to verse. Looks like we're going to wait. 38. Okay. <laughs> you read fast and anointed, so right. we'll be good. All right. But God giveth, but God giveth it a body as hath pleased him, and to every seed his own body. So what he's saying is God's given every seed, every plant, every person, every bird, every fish, according to how every person, according to how it pleased God. Let me tell you something about your physical body. Now, it's under the curse. And so we understand that we deal with some different issues in our physical body. We understand that our physical body is corrupted. And that it's not exactly precisely the way that God originally designed it. But you were designed according to what pleases the Father. So for you to tear yourself down is to look at God in the face and say, your artwork isn't good enough. So you better learn to look at yourself in the, in the mirror and say, Father... It's a beautiful work. Thank you. Hey, all I know is it's a he, beautiful work. Thank he, you. When he created y'all, he, he looked at you and said, this is beautiful or this is handsome. That's right. You, in his eyes, you are. That's right. So try to look at yourself through his, his eyes. eyes. That's right. Let's keep going. Where was I? Oh, I only we made it to, to verse one verse. That's okay. right. Verse 39. All flesh is not the same flesh, but there is one kind of flesh of men, another flesh of beasts another flesh of fish, fishes, and another of birds. Notice he said there's one kind of man. One. There's men, there's women, there's one kind. Everything else has one flesh too. Keep going. All right. There are also celestial bodies and bodies terrestrial. But the glory of the celestial Keep going. is one, and the glory of the terrestrial is another. In other words, there's spirit bodies. And there's worldly bodies. There's bodies of the land, and there's bodies of the spirit. There is one glory of the sun, and another glory of the moon, another glory of the stars, for one star differeth, differeth from another star in glory. So also is the resurrection of the dead. It is sown in corruption. It is raised in incorruption. It is sown in dishonor. It is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness. It is raised in power. It is sown a natural body. It is raised a spiritual body. There is a natural body and there is a spiritual body. Your spiritual body resides in your natural physical body. That's what we've been talking about. And so it is written, the first man, Adam, was made a living soul. And the last Adam was made a quickening spirit. Ha-ha, uh -huh. what are we? A quickening spirit. We are. Adam was a, what did it say? Adam was a living soul, soul or a living spirit. Remember in the book of Genesis, it said that God breathed the breath of life. And Adam became a living soul or a living spirit. And then it says, and the last Adam, which is Jesus, was made a quickening spirit, which that word quickening means raised from the dead. Raised. Raised. So when we're in Christ, it means that we're raised. We're no longer a, a corrupted living soul like Adam. 
were now a quickened, a resurrected, a made right with God spirit because of Christ. That's who we are. This is the real you. This is the true you. This is the real you. Howbeit, that was not first which is spiritual, but that which is natural, and afterward that which is spiritual. The first man is of the earth, earthy. earthy. The second man is the Lord from heaven. As is the earthy, such are they also that are earthy. And, is, and as is the heavenly, such are they also that are heavenly. Listen, when we got into sin, we became of the earth. But when we got into Christ, we, became, we went from being residents of the earth to residents of heaven. Our citizenship is in heaven. We are not, yes, we're, yes, we're vacationing here on the earth until Christ calls the church away. But we are residents of heaven. The real you is a spirit being. In order for us to walk in the power and ability, the dominion that we need to be walking in at the coming or the calling away of the church, we're going to have to be more focused on spirit than we are on natural. We're going to have to know and understand that this thing right here, you're fixing to get a, a, a makeover. Listen, in case y'all don't know, Derek's fixing to get a natural makeover. I guess I get to just tell it since how it's right there, huh? And I just did. He's actually, I did, I just said it. He's, we're, we're, I just can't hide it. Derek is in the process of getting the gastro bypass. Because he started to do this as a teenager, and he said, Miss Robbie, I don't have a piece about it. But now he does. Now he's in the spiritual state. He's got the piece. I went with him for his consult. They said, here's your checklist. Here's all the stuff you have to do. They gave us, what, three, th three or four things he's got to do to get it done. And God's just supernaturally working and making everything happen. We were there. They did the nutritional class while we were there. They did the blood work while we were there. Normally, you have to come back for this stuff. God is supernaturally lining things up so that he is physically able to do what God has called him to do supernaturally. Guess what? We all need to get in condition to do what God's called us to do spiritually. But I'm going to tell you this. He didn't look at his physical body and go, well, I want to do this. He looked at his spirit and he said, I need to, there's things God's calling me to do and I need to get in a position where I can do it. He's approaching this from a spirit standpoint. So because he's approaching it from a spirit standpoint, he's going to have great success. Praise God. Great success. Great success. But again, his focus was on spirit. And this is where we all have to get. And here's the deal. I was talking about the ages. I, I got to back up because I didn't finish that. He tells the young people, you're too young, you're a child. And then he tells the old people at 45 and 50, they're not even middle-aged, you're too old. And when you get to 60 and 70 and your body starts to slow down a little bit because we're in a corrupted, listen, we're in a corrupted, we're in a corrupted world. We cannot stop the decay of the flesh until what we're fixing to read takes place. Your body's going, but here's the deal. Just because your body's slowing down doesn't mean that God can't still use you. Amen. In fact, he needs you. In fact, I'm going to tell all of my older people, listen, my retirees especially, listen, 
There's something that you can do that these younger people don't have much time for, not because they're so busy, not because they're busy running and partying, but because they are just busy working two jobs, you know, 40, 50, 60, 70 hours a week and, and trying to take care of everything. What y'all can do, and not only that, they don't have the life experience that you have. What, what, our, what our retirees can do that is so incredibly vital is they can be people of great prayer and supplication and intercession. And I'm telling you right now, I agree with Dad Hagen. When, you, when, when we go to the, what they call what the Bible refers to as the judgment seat of Christ, I heard a minister say recently it was a bad translation. It should be translated the reward seat of Christ because that's where you're going to get your reward. He, <clears throat> Dad Hagen said this. He said, you know, he said these, these wonderful ministers that, that have had millions of people saved in their ministry, he said there's no doubt they're going to have good rewards. There's no doubt about that. He said, but I'm telling you right now, we're all going to get to heaven, and there's going to be a little lady or a little man in line, and they're going to have the biggest reward you've ever seen in your life, and you're going to go, wow, who is that? And how, how did they get a reward like that? My gosh, they've got their mansion is right next to the throne of God, and it's huge, and it's massive, and it's got every golden. I mean, that thing's massive. Who is that? And everybody's going to be scrambling to get to see who it is, and they're all going to go, I don't know who that is. Do you know who that is? I don't know who that is. I don't know who that is. And, it's going to, and what, they're going to, what they're going to find out is it was the person that stayed in the prayer closet and prayed all the time. Miss Betty's going to be one of those. Praise God. Praise God. Talk about the prayer closet. We just prayed for his brother Sunday. And he went and got his test. And the cancer spots are gone. Woo! That'll make you run, shout, and jump. Listen. Well, it's gone in Jesus' name. Well, it's gone in Jesus' name. We command that thing to be gone. Glory to God. Woo! Glory to God. Listen, the prayer closet matters. Do you hear me? The prayer closet matters. Glory to God. So We've the, got to be spirit so, so that little that little old man or that little old woman that Robbie was just talking about, that's the type and shadow of the woman that, with the one might. That's right. That, that Jesus said she that's gave right. everything. She gave everything That's she all she had, and she gave everything. I'm telling you, I said Miss Betty. If y'all don't know who Miss Betty is, that's James's mama. And she is largely currently housebound for the most part stays at home listen she should have by, by all i'm correct me if i'm wrong brother james but by all natural rights she should have moved to eternity a long time ago long time ago but she's still here and god is continuing to sustain her because she is a woman of prayer and let me tell you what she knows every single one of you by name she knows you by name and she prays for every single one of you weekly if not daily Daily, daily, calls you by name, by the Father. That James went and saw her not too long ago, and he had to sit down and tell her what everybody had going on. <laughs> he had to, he, she said, well, how's Jackie doing? What's going on with Miss Kathy? Just, how, she, she just went down the list. Listen, I got news for you. She's going to have a mansion. Amen. James says, I'm moving in with her. 
Oh, my God. Let's stone him. We don't like him. He's just a liar. And he just, we need to just kill him. And they just killed him. And not only did they kill him, but there was Saul on his horse and said, Here, will y'all kill him? Let me hold your coats. The day is coming that the church people should carry the image of heaven. If it happened in the book of Acts, it'll happen that much more in this last day in time move of God. But if you're focused on, well, I'm just a child, well, I'm just an old person, well, I'm just a doctor, I'm just a, 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 a laborer, I'm just a, a, you know, I'm just an office person, I'm just a plumber, I'm just a nanny, I'm just a, a firefighter, whatever, if that's your focus, then you don't ever have to worry about bearing the image of heaven. But if, you're, if you say, well, this is what I have to do in the natural, but my focus is on heaven, then heaven's going to come meet you face to face. Literally, face to face. So I just saw something. There he goes, seeing it. So we were talking about how um, you have to always, you can't just live your own way. You have to live for Jesus. You have to be uh, be showing the character of Jesus. So, you know, um, I know this is going to sound a little weird, but you know that 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 they're they're saying that people are listening to us on our phones, and they're and they're seeing us through our phones and our computers. People are spying on us for whatever reason. Glory and, to God. And whether that's true or Go not, I just saw that there are going to be people that are going to be saved. Their lives are going to be changed because they see the character of God on us through our phones and our computers. Glory Whether we know God. they're there or not. Glory so when you're God. completely alone, you still have to, you still can't just let loose and Glory let the devil God. go. Glory no, to God. you can't. You have to be living for God. You are bought with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Your life is not your own. You are always to be living for Christ. You're always to be showing the character of Christ. When I was, and, it, and, this, and, and this can happen with anybody. You know, the, what she was talking about with Stephen, right? That can happen with anybody. That can happen to us. I saw this in youth camp. I saw, I saw this. My, my best friend uh, in the youth camp I went to as a child, they, uh, the, 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 or as a, teen. as a yeah. teenager, the young, the young adults would, uh, would go to camp, and then the next year they would come back, and then they would be teaching. You know, they would be, they would through their experiences and what they gathered, they would they would be teaching. They would they would uh, they would have they would have a sermon to teach, basically. Some of them, not all of them, but but my best friend did this, and went, and while he was up there, and I didn't even know about this. Didn't know. About I didn't know what I was seeing. I didn't know what I was seeing, but my best friend was up there talking about Jesus, and and the glory of God came on his face. And his eyes went from brown to blue, and I was seeing Jesus in him right there. Now I'm saying that Jesus has blue eyes, but he just saw. I don't know. But, but, I, but I saw it. I physically saw it happen. So if, this can happen to anybody. This can happen to any of you. If it happened to my best friend, oh, my gosh, it definitely can happen to y'all. We're going to phone call later today. <laughs> Love you, today. Doug. Yeah, we're going to phone call later today because that he, means he watches our sermons, he pays by the way. attention to every sermon. He's like, we were doing foundations, and he's like, I'm going to be there. We're like, I know, brother. I know. So greetings, Brother Doug. If it wasn't for you, this church wouldn't be here because it's because of him that we got together. Glory to God. Used Good by God. God. Used by God and didn't even know it when we were punky little teenagers. Glory to God. <clears throat> verse 49. Oh, Almost no, we're we on verse be. 50. We did verse 49. We did? Yes. All okay. right. Verse 50. 
Now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. Neither does corruption inherit incorruption. Now see, this is where we get the idea. People take this verse out of context. Now I say, brother, flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. So they go, see, we're going to come out of our physical bodies. We're never going to return to them, and we're going to go to heaven, and that's the way it's going to be. Now wait a minute. Did Jesus, was, did Jesus not... After he died, after he was raised, after he ascended, did he not come and sit down? Now, granted, he walked through the wall. But he walked through the wall, and he sat down, and he ate with them. And then he said, and I'm flesh. Stephen he, touched him. Or Thomas. Or Thomas, Thomas touched, touched him. him. He said, I'm flesh and blood just like you. I'm flesh and blood just like you. He said, here, Thomas, put your fingers in, my, in, in, in the holes of my hand and in the, in the hole of my side. Jesus carries the mark of his crucifixion. But other than that, he is perfect in every way physically. So if Jesus has physical flesh and bone, then won't we have physical flesh and bones? Yes. Because we're going to get glorified bodies, right? Absolutely. So this does not mean that you have to come out of your physical body to go to heaven. That's not what this means, which is what some people preach. And honestly, what I believed for a long time, thank God, thank God, thank God for the office of the prophet. Thank God for the office of the prophet. Now, the prophet's office is not higher than the pastor's office. The prophet's office just runs in a different flow of the anointing. So if, when Brother Randy comes, it's sometime in the future when the God sets the schedule, because we let God set our schedule. When he comes, he'll actually come very humble and say, you're the pastor, you tell me what to do. What do you want me to preach? How do you want me to flow? Now, because we love God, we know he knows the Holy Ghost, we're going to say, do whatever the Holy Ghost tells you to do, and we expect you not to stand in the teacher's office, which he does stand in the teacher's office. We're going to say, and we're not going to put the expectation of him to stand in the evangelist's office because he stands there from time to time. We're going to say, you're a prophet. We expect you to come in the office of the prophet because that's your office. But if the Holy Ghost wants to use you in one of the other offices, that's fine. So what's the office of the prophet for? The office of the prophet is to bring... The, to, to find out what the flow of God is and to inform the church. The other flow of the prophet is to bring correction to the church. Now, in those two offices, there, there's also special anointings and impartations that can be passed through that office to strengthen a minister and to strengthen people. But, but specifically in this regard, the reason I said, thank God, thank God, thank God, for the prophet's office is because for several, I guess it's been a couple of years now, every time, it changed, this, this past meeting it changed. But every, for a, a couple of years now, every time we would go up for, uh, for impartation, the word was revelation and greater revelation. What does that mean? An, an, an understanding of the word and a greater understanding of the word. So that's why I said, I, want, I, used, I used to think we're going to come out of our body, you know, when, when the rapture happens, the spirits are going to leave the bodies, and that's it, we're going to go. But that's not what this means, because we've got to continue to read. Continue to read. He said, 
He said, flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, neither doeth corruption inherit incorruption. Our physical bodies are corrupted. Our physical bodies are not capable of carrying the glory of God. If the glory of God were to come on our physical flesh and the power that God wants it to come in, we would all, we'd all go to heaven today. Why? Because our, because our flesh is corrupted and we cannot contain the power of God. So what's got to happen is this incorruptible body has to put on, uh, I mean, this corrupted body has to put on incorruption. Our physical flesh has to change. So let's keep reading. 51. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall... I know, we didn't get very far. What is a mystery? A mystery is a spiritual secret that can be revealed. It's a, it's, a, it's a spiritual truth, a spiritual secret that can be revealed. Now, we've learned this about understanding the Bible that, that uh, punctuation matters. And so when he says, Grammar matters. I show you a mystery, there's a semicolon. He's going to tell us the mystery. What's the mystery? We shall not all sleep. I like sleep. <laughs> Keep going. Anyways, but we shall all be changed. Now, when he said, we shall not all sleep, he's talking about when the Bible refers to sleep, rarely does it mean actually physically laying down and going to sleep for a few hours. Most of the time when the Bible says sleep, it's talking about either physical death or spiritual death. Physical death is when your body quits functioning in this world. It's when your earth suit, earth suit stops working. Spiritual death is when you are separated from God for eternity. <clears throat> or even uh, is, is when you're separated from God for eternity. He said, I show you a mystery. We shall not, uh, we shall not all sleep, meaning not all of mankind is going to experience physical, physical death. death. Back at, uh, so then he said, but we shall all be changed we shall all be changed now i'm not dogmatic about this but last time i checked all meant all all meant all there's a belief that and this is true we do know that only the church is going out of here with the, with with, the rapture with the rapture that only the church is being called away that's what the word rapture means is called away only the church is going to be called away. But before we can be called up to heaven, we have to have our bodies changed. When Jesus came out of the tomb, his body was changed. We know that he came out of the tomb and he walked and he saw people before he, uh, before he ascended on high and applied his blood because remember, he told Mary, he told the ladies, don't touch me. He had not yet applied his blood. But they saw him in physical form. They saw him in physical form. So the indication here is that just like Jesus walked on the earth, and then after he went up and applied his blood to the mercy seat, he came back and he walked on the earth for another 40 days. So he walked in flesh and blood, 
glorified flesh, uncorruptible, incapable of dying, form for 40 days on the earth. And if, he is, if we are to follow his pattern, then the same thing should happen to us. Now it says all. So the question is, is that only the believers? It says all. It says all. It says, it says all. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye. Hold on, before we go that far. In Revelations, and we'll, let me, we'll get through this, but in Revelations, I believe it's chapter 9. Let's, let, let me go pull it real quick. Let's go pull it real quick. Revelations, let's, let's get to 9 and we'll, we'll make sure I'm in the right spot. This is definitely not what we were teaching. No, this is not what we were talking about. We were going to teach on the law of love. Anne's like, that title doesn't match. Yeah. Yeah. Go to Revelations chapter, go to Revelations chapter 9, verse 6. We're not going to read all of this. I just want to pull this one verse. I'm not pulling out of context. I just want you, this backs up the idea of all. That's right. what I'm saying. So verse 6, it says. Before and we read it real quick. You have to understand what he's talking about here. He's talking about in the day of tribulation, during the seven years when all of that extreme pressure is on the world, this is what's going to happen. Go ahead. All right. And it says, And in those days shall men seek death and shall not find it, and shall desire to die, and death shall flee from them. So the indication, and I'm, I'm not a theologian by any means, but I know how to put some scriptures together. The indication is that what we're fixing to find out about over here in Corinthians, when he said all, the indication is going to be all, because during the tribulation, is, he said the, the pressure is going to be so severe and the persecution is going to be so severe that men are going to attempt to physically die and they will not be able to. I'm, I'm messing with some heads. I'm looking at... Looking right. at a lot of cows at New Gates. All right. So, I know. So now let's go back to 1 Corinthians and understand this. All right. So verse 51. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. So the indication is, is that when Christ comes near to call away the church, there's going to be an instant change in all flesh. An instant change in all flesh. What is the instant change? The instant change is we're going to put off the ability to physically die and put on incorruptible. We're going to put off this corrupted body, this corrupted with the, with the ability to die, and we're going to put on incorruptibility, which is the inability to die. That's the indication. And then he said, we're all going to be changed in the moment of the twinkling of an eye, comma, at the last trump. So when the last trump blows, then for the trump shall sound. The dead shall be raised incorruptible, which talks about those that are in the ground. Those that are in the ground will be raised incorruptible, and we shall all be, in, oh, I'm sorry. And it says, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall all be changed. 
the dead. These are those, the, the, listen, the indication is that everybody's going to be changed. Let's keep reading. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. For when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption, and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. The work of Christ had to be a complete work. What Satan caused to come on the earth in the garden through his deceit has to be completely broken. Adam and Eve, which is the mother and father of mankind, were never created to experience physical or spiritual death. They were not. Which means all of their children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren and great-great and so on and so forth should have never experienced physical death. Sickness came in the earth. Well, sickness was dealt with. The penalty of sin was dealt with at the cross. What was not dealt with, what has not been completely done away with yet, is the ability to physically die. That ability to physically die has to be has to be uh, over, overtaken. So right before, so here's the deal. We cannot rise with he rise to heaven with Christ in corruptible bodies. In in, corru in corrupted bodies, our physical bodies have to be changed. Now, how does that work? Because if all the sinners also have an incorrupted body, then what keeps them from going up? I guess the fact that they're they're not saved. I guess I don't know all of the law. I mean, as far as what, I don't, I don't have all of the answers as to how all of this is going to work. But according to what we just read, you understand what I'm saying? Oh, he's, here's the deal. If God says, if you're my church, you get to come. Um, if you're not part of his church, you're, you're not coming. He's calling the church away. Now listen. And if by the church, they mean the body of Christ, not the right. physical building. Right. Here's the deal. If you are sitting in a church pew and you have not received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you're not going. There will be church-going people that will not go. Why? Because, they've, uh, because they've, they have believed if I just live a good life, if I'm a good man or if I'm a good woman and I do good works, then God will look down on me and smile and I'll get to go. That's not how this works. The only way you get to be part of the body of Christ is to believe in him in your heart and confess him with your mouth. That's the only way. Now, the indication is, see, because what's, thank you, Holy Ghost, what's fixing to happen is, the, the world as we know it, the, the age of time that we live in as we know it, is about to change. That's what's about to happen. We could not live in a more glorious time. When we say we, the church, are fixing to go into our finest hour, honey, we don't have a clue what we're saying. Because we are fixing to truly go into our finest hour. Yes, God said, you got ten years to get ready. In other words, get the filth out of your life, get the dirt out of your life, start living clean, stop feeding on filth, stop, stop being entertained by devils and demons, 
start get down, get the word down on the inside of you. Start to walk in your authority. Start to walk in your might. Set yourself, sanctify, consecrate, dedicate yourself. Get ready so that my power can flow. But I got news for you. God's got such a power that he wants to flow through us that if we are in our physical flesh, no matter how clean we live, our physical flesh won't be able to contain it. We're going to, in order to operate in this earth with the fullness of the power of God that God wants us to flow in, we're going to have to be physically changed. Ministers have seen it. I've, I've, again, I haven't seen it, but I've sensed it. I know that it's so. I know that the closer we get to this change, the more people are going to get caught up. Brother Ramey said he saw it in the spirit. Now, I didn't see this, but, I, but I just, I've got a witness in my spirit. He said this. He said he saw, as, Jesus, as we got close to the calling of the way of the church, he said he saw people in the spirit. He, he saw this in the spirit. The Lord opened, him, opened his eyes and let him see it. He said there were people that were praying and seeking the face of God, and they would be caught up in trances, and some for hours, some for a few days, some for weeks, and some for even a month or more. Listen, you can't be being entertained by devils and demons and get used by God that way. You've got, we've got to get a revelation of some things. We've got to learn some things. He said, he, so, so what's going to happen? And I don't know the time. I don't know exactly, like, are we going to change and an hour later Jesus is going to blow the trump? Are we going to change and a year later Jesus is going to blow the trump? I don't know. But this is what I know. This is how it's going to go down. There's going to be a moment of time that every person on the planet, from my understanding of the scriptures, there's going to be a moment of time that every person on the planet is going to put off immortality. Or put, mortality. Off, put off mortality and put on immortality. Yeah. There's going to be an instant change. All of a sudden, people are going to operate. There's going to be a difference in the body. All of a sudden, we're all going to be glorified because the age is fixing to change. And then for, there's going to be a period of time. I don't know. It could be five minutes. It could be five years. There's going to be a period of time that we're going to function on this earth in that changed form. And then... The trump is going to blow. The whole world is going to hear it. The trump is going to blow. And when it does, those who truly believe in Jesus, those that truly believe that Jesus is their Lord and Savior, those that are in Christ will suddenly go out of here, including all of the children, because they haven't reached the age of accountability. Those whose spirits are alive unto God will go out of here. That's what's going to happen. Then the pressure of this earth is going to get so intense because the church is what's holding back. The church is what's holding back Satan. You think Satan's on the move now? You ain't seen nothing. Wait till the church is out of here. We just had a testimony about us holding back cancer from his brother. Now, did we do it? No. We made a request to the Father. We commanded that cancer to die and to be dissolved. And God said, done. We have no glory in it whatsoever. The Father does. What are we doing? We're holding back the works of Satan. We're holding it back. The church is. The church. Yeah. Right. The salt of the earth. The church. But what happens when the church is out of here? They're not holding back anymore. 
Now it's going to get serious pressure. Serious pressure is coming. And we're not the only church doing this. We're not the only church seeing signs, wonders, and miracles. I was listening to, uh, I was listening to uh, Pastor Craig just yesterday, and he has a woman in his church, praise God, and I thought of Bridget immediately. Because he was talking about signs. He, he was telling his people, y'all are not testifying like you need to be testifying. He, and he called out one of his women. Uh, I don't want to call her name. He said, but God supernaturally declared, set her free from MS years ago. Not a single stitch, of, no medicine, no nothing for years. Guess what? We've got the same testimony with Miss Bridget. Same testimony. Miss Bridget got it. Now she get it. Well, she she say, well, God, your word says I'm healed, so I'm healed, and she trusted him and went on. She went boldly into the doctors. She still goes boldly into the doctors. She says, yeah, it's on my medical chart, but my Jesus has set me free. She boldly declares it. That's what we got to do. This is not at all what we were preaching today. <laughs> Glory to God. So this is not listen. So yes, we're in a time of pressure. Yes, we're in a time of difficulty. Jesus said it was going to be that way. But, honey, we need to be excited because our best days are ahead of us. Amen. Our finest hour is ahead of us. We're fixing to walk in the biggest power of God the world has ever seen. You think Azusa Street was something, honey? Hold on to your wigs. You ain't seen nothing yet. Hold on. Hold on to your wigs. Ladies, you know, get free permanent waves. Yeah, I, why did they say hold on to your wigs? I did not know this till I met Pastor Craig. I had heard pastors say this all the time, but I did not know this. In Canada, it's very common that those ladies all, that a lot of those ladies wear wigs. I didn't know it. So apparently, you know, you get to you get to go in the Holy Ghost, and apparently they lose their wigs. I'm sure it happens in America. Uh, listen, I'm sure it happens in America too. I can see a weave not being weaved in quite right, and you just, you know, I can see it happening. I, I, I know for a fact it does. Right? <laughs> right? So, now I say he wears wigs. No, but, my mom does. So. But his mom used to. Anymore, she's just like, this is more trouble than it's worth. But in any case, listen, we are fixing to come into our finest hour. We are getting ready. We are three and a half years into our 10-year countdown. And I got news for you. It's not gonna. We're not gonna be at the ten mark before we start to see the power flow. Amen. We're not. We're not. We're seeing it begin to flow now. In fact, we have the Word of God that said we begin to see like that, similar to what we had seen in times past. Michael and I have seen some things. We've seen some miracles. <clears throat> I've seen people raised out of their wheelchairs, walk and run. Uh, he saw a young teenager whose legs were crippled. He saw him grow out. I saw the effects of it, but he was the usher in the moment. So he literally saw her legs grow out. We've seen his, his foot healed with a chainsaw injury. We've seen my eyes healed. We've seen many. This one over here, she's been set free of food allergies. We've seen many, many miracles. And that's just a few. Just a few. But, but we have the word of God that said, <coughs> a word, the Lord that said, that, and not just one. We, got, we heard uh, Miss Angela test, uh, prophesied it and Brother Randy's prophesied it. And uh, the Lord said, what we've seen in a trickle in times past, we would, see it, it, we would see begin to pick up, and it would become a small stream, and then it would become like a river. 
and that the word would go out that outstanding healings take place. Because we've seen many healings take place. I've seen three, we've seen three people that the Lord sent us to to pray for that had diagnoses of cancer. The doctor's given them up and said, you're going to be dead within a week. Three different people, three different situations. The Lord sent us to go pray for them. We went in, we taught them, we prayed for them. I walked away going, well, huh? the first one I was like, I ain't never prayed for anybody a day in my life, but here we go. And guess what? Divinely healed. Went and prayed for another one. Divinely healed. Went and prayed for another, uh, another man. That I thought, oh, Lord, I don't even know if he heard us. He looked, he looked honestly. There were a couple of times while I was there ministering to him. I thought, oh, my God, he just died. He was that sick. But, you know, I just, we just went through all, we just, we just went and did what the Lord told us to do. And we went and walked out of the house, me and Mom, and I said, well, I don't know what that's going to do. We got a report a week later that he, that uh, he got the strength to go to his church, local church. He told his local church, he said, I had forgiveness in my heart. But I've chosen to forgive, because that was the word of knowledge I had for him. If you'll forgive, you'll be healed. He said, I had forgiveness in my heart, and I've forgiven these people that I had unforgiveness toward. The Bible says that if, I, if I'll come to the elders in my church and have them lay hands on me and pray for me, that I'll be healed. I believe if you, now this is in a Baptist church. Baptist church. He showed him the scripture. He said, it said right here that you could lay, that you could anoint me with oil, lay your hands on me, pray for me, and I'd be healed. And guess what? As far as I know, he's still walking today. As far as I know. Divinely healed. Divinely healed. Had another one. Uh, I went and dealt with my dad. I prayed for him. I sat down and read him the 110 healing scriptures. Listen, getting my dad to sit still for five minutes and have a conversation is impossible. I had him cornered in a hospital bed. Thank you, Jesus. I said, you just lay there and listen. He tried to interrupt me. I said, no, I'm talking. Holy Ghost boldness. I said, you just stand there and listen. Just lay there and listen. So I started to go over there, and then they come to get him, and I said, hold on. Listen, I'm telling you the, I'm telling you the truth. They came in to get him for surgery, critical surgery. He had less. One, uh, one carotid, carotid artery had 99. 9% blockage. The other one was like squeezing a water balloon. That was all the blood he was getting to his brain. They came in there and they said, well, Mr. H Mr. Rogers, we're here to get you and uh, take you for surgery. And I said, hold on, we're not done. They said, excuse me? I said, before he goes, I got to pray. I said, and I got about 15 more scriptures I got to read, so you're going to have to wait. I put the hospital on hold. I did. Talk about boldness. So I finished reading them. <laughs> Shaking under the shaking under natural human manly fear and trembling with the fear of God, and I said, and then they got him on, and they said, okay, well you're done, you know, and I said, well I'm done reading, and they said, okay, well, and I mean, they, I finished the last scripture, and they said, okay, Mister Rogers, we need you on this gurney. I said, wow, gosh, I gotta get, I gotta get to praying quick. They had him out the door and in the hallway before I called up to him. I said, wait, stop, stop. They said, what? I said, I still gotta pray over this man. They said, oh. We thought you were done. I said, no. So I went and prayed. So I was right there in the middle of the hallway, nurses, doctors, everybody around. And I laid my hand on. And I even told them, I said, now, listen, Dad, I'm going to I said, I'm going to bind the devil. I'm going to speak in another tongue, but I ain't talking to you. I'm talking to the Father God, and I'm going to command this to go well. So right there in the middle of the hallway, I laid my hand, and I put my hand on his chest right here, and I, could, and I prayed for him. I prayed for the doctors. I prayed for the nurses. I bound Satan. I... <laughs> Commanded him to get and go. Commanded health and healing into the body, sickness to leave. Prayed in the Holy Ghost and uh, got done. I said, "Okay, we're done." My dad had tears running down his cheeks, and he said, 
I've never experienced such a powerful prayer in all my life. He started looking at all the nurses and doctors and saying, you need to get her to pray for you. You need to, I'm telling you, she needs, you, hey, hey, lay hands on. I said, Dad, I'm not, pray, I'm not here to pray for all them. He said, these people need to pray for them. I said, Dad, I already did. It's okay. Listen, when you'll obey God, when you'll understand that you're more spirit than you are natural, when you understand who you truly are, God will use you supernaturally. But you've got to get spirit-minded. Glory to God. Well, I didn't use a single scripture today I want to that I had on my list. I want to oh, we haven't chapter. finished that chapter. I got, my, I got soup on the brain. This is really good. Okay, I I know. let's finish it. Let's finish it. I'm sorry. I got soup on the brain. All right. <laughs> so verse 54, it says, So when the, this corruptible shall have put on incorruption, and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? Remember, they brought him out of the grave. That's right. And then gave him incorruptible bodies. That's right. The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Listen, listen, no matter what comes, because I got news for you, I'm going to tell you right now, 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 that when the, when the change comes, when the whole world is changed, the media and man will say it's because of the vaccine. They'll say it. They'll say it. And I don't know how many more vaccines will come between now and the change. But I'm telling you right now, they'll say it was the pestilence and they'll say it was the cure. No, honey, it wasn't the pestilence or the cure. It was the mighty king of God. And we're moving into the new age. So no matter what comes, be unmovable, be steadfast, don't quit, don't move. Because I got news for you. There's a heaven to, he a heaven to have and a hell to shun. Amen. And we are going to stand fast. And the reason, listen, the reason you were chosen for this day and this hour is because there's a unique ability in you to stand against the devil. If you were weak, you would not, God would not have picked you for this day. He wouldn't have. He wouldn't have. Sad thing is that some people have used their strength for Satan's ability. Glory to God. Well, we better do our tithes and offerings because we got soup and chili back there. Oh, we don't want it getting overcooked. Glory to God. I said, Michael, what kind of soup do you want me to make for this? And he said, well, honey, I really don't care because whatever you make, I figure we'll have leftovers and I, I'm going to eat everybody else's first. I thought, wow, that was helpful. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Appreciate that, honey. Glory to God. Yeah, we do. Yep. We do. Yep. We've got some good soup back there. Well, glory to God. Um, you want to bless? Yeah. I'll start preaching again. No. <laughs> Lord, we thank you for, for this word. We thank you for your many blessings. We thank you that your son gave his all for us so that we wouldn't have to be separated from you. And Lord, we will stand fast and we will stand till the end. Lord, we just know that you are coming and that, that, that you will bring us to an incorruptible place. 
that you will bring that you will make our bodies incorruptible and that we will be with you in heaven and lord we just thank you for that it is amazing that that is possible and we just love you lord we want to see your work done here on earth we need to spread this word throughout the whole Thank world, Lord. and we want to see it done here on earth as it is in heaven. And therefore, we give unto your kingdom. We give with a grateful heart because you gave so much more than we could ever ask, hope, or think before we, before you even asked us, before you even, before we were even worthy. Lord, you gave, and you gave your all, and we will give unto your kingdom. Because we do it with a grateful heart. We do it with a joyous heart. We do it because we are free and because we choose to do so in Jesus' name. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Satan, you're already bound, so you know you've got to take your hands off the finances. Keep your hands off of it. Keep your hands off the increase. Keep your hands, return everything that you've stolen plus a sevenfold on it. Angels, go according to the word. Minister prosperity to our people in every area and every every part of their life, in every form, and every fashion. Father, we thank you that the word is true and that the word is working. Amen and amen.